Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of April 23rd. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filter Cord. Hey, man. Hey, how's it been going? Whew, going good. Uh, we uh, didn't stream it or anything, but uh, yesterday we did a uh, kind of a pre-game session for uh, Dungeons & Dragons, new game we're going to be playing, so yeah, uh, it yeah. was definitely really cool. Um, got a good chance to play a lot of uh, God of War, so... Oh, yeah. Um, How's that I've experience a, been going? Yeah, I've had a pretty good weekend. I mean, uh, uh, God of War's been a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely has. I'm like, over here, like, it's, we need to hurry up and, like, spin through this so we can get back to playing, like, some God of War. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a... Uh, it, I, I'm... I knew it was going to be good. I knew I was going to like it. I like the God of War, the the core games, uh, one through three. Right. Um, I played the first portable game when it was uh, put on the PS3. Was that Ghost of Sparta? I, or was um, that Chains of Olympus? Couldn't tell you. <clears throat> yeah, I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> I, I played one of them. <laughs> right. um, and I didn't really like the uh, mobile games. Um, I definitely I didn't agree. like Ascension. Um, Ascension was one where, like... Uh, I think I had a friend that had a copy, and I just barely, like, I, like, started it up. And within the first, like, five minutes, I was like, no, I don't want to play this. So, um... I didn't like, play I just, Ascension. Um, yeah, it's not. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I knew this game was going to be good. Um, you know, I was a little worried about, uh, like, a Norse setting, because that's just been done so much lately. Uh-huh. Um... But I think they really nailed it. They, they're going in like a different way with it than a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of the other games that have kind of had that like Norse feel. Um, yeah, and <clears throat> I don't feel like they, like, I, like they've went that direction fully with the gameplay and how everything is set up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they don't. It's almost like they don't forget, like older things either mm-hmm. which is really cool yeah and like i i like um like he, point, he with... points to his past is what i mean right yeah right. which is really cool um and the dynamic with this with uh the sun is really good with treus treus um it's a uh, like again it's a, like there were several things where i was like well this could go wrong for sure mm-hmm. and they seem to have nailed it and everything i was worried about and then the stuff that i knew was going to be pretty good is better than i was expecting it to be yeah it like, uh, kind of plays off for me almost like com uh, comic relief mm-hmm. like yeah he definitely he, is at certain parts he ranges the motion that kratos doesn't have mm. because he's just so like burnt to having any sort of emotion other than hate yeah yeah. And I mean, and then Atreus to bring him into the mix, and he has this wide range of emotion, and almost like Kratos is just like, "Hey, I'm trying to teach you to be mm. this cold, unfeeling piece of shit, just like me." Mm. Yeah, at least that's the way some of it comes off. So, yeah, like he's uh, Atreus is like a really vital character in this game. Um, he, yeah, which like I was expecting him to be. Um, I was expecting kind of like uh, Ellie from The Last of Us. And uh, that was my I guess hope. That's sort of what we got. Like, I think he's actually even better. Like, um, he's a direct tool in your arsenal. Whereas, like, 
Ellie would be helpful in combat. She'd like chuck a rock. She'd hand you some ammo. In whatever. random situations, she was helpful. Uh, but he's randomly helpful. right. Yeah, he's helpful. He's helpful universally on demand and passively. Yeah, yeah. Like so, uh, um, one of the first early things that I picked up was the ability for him to basically toss me health when my health yeah. gets low. Yep, that's incredibly useful. Very good, and it lets you take that rune that like heals you off, so you can actually use like an offensive rune. Yes. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's very good. And like, the I mean, not only does the son do like heavy lifting in the story and like the theme and everything, but mm-hmm. um, he's really super useful in combat. Um, I mean, there's a lot of fights that I win with Atreus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I've definitely been enjoying that. Um, yeah, I agree. The game's, the game's really fun. The puzzles are really good. I was super yeah. excited for to find out that they like it isn't as linear as i was expecting it to be more linear i don't know why i was but i was yeah um well i mean all the previous games were literally a straight line like there was no exploration at all yeah and in this i like i'm finding myself exploring you know these huge areas and then like i cut off into a hidden path that took me what was it, it was probably about 45 minutes to go mm. all the way down and all then right. i got back and i was like what was i doing Oh shit, yeah. And I'm like, I've never experienced that with a God of War. So, uh, you know, before oh, launch, not. yeah. Before launch, we were constantly saying it looks like these guys took a page out of Naughty Dog's, Dog's book. Mm-hmm. And they definitely did. They definitely did. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's I mean, uh I don't like I feel like if you're a God of War fan at all, you definitely already have it. If you're a Sony right. fan, you probably already have it or are on your way of getting it. Um I don't know if like if this needs my endorsement, but like it definitely has it, you know. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely does. This is um, like a lot of times when consoles are coming out, you hear about like, oh, this game looks like a system seller. Mm. Kratos once again is a system seller. Yeah, of like something that's already won the console war for all intents and purposes. <laughs> yeah, it's not just like you have all these reasons to pick this stuff up, but now it's like. You have this like extra reason to like you know it's just another nail in that coffin of go pick that system up if you don't have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I- I'm excited. I'm only um, I'm only about uh, five or six hours in. I know you're actually a bit further than that, which really yeah. surprised me. I was like, damn, nice. Um, I'm streaming the whole thing right now, actually, in the live stream. We're watching um, a bit as soon as you get... Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of early in the game. You just get to the lake. I was just kind of exploring, so it's a bunch of side stuff. No real uh, story spoilers or anything. Um, and, yeah, I mean, all of the puzzles are fun. All of the side stuff's fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, it's really cool. I, I, I definitely... Um, and one of the big things that I really like is almost like they have like a loot system where you have like common uncommon legendary uh items and stuff like that and that's yeah i think that's pretty uh that's pretty fun too that i always feel better yeah. when there's something like that going on in in the game yeah the rpgification you're of like right pretty much everything um this is this is done pretty good on that i wish that um uh, I wish you could kind of customize your build just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, the stats don't really make a huge difference. Well, they really, in my opinion, they really stuck to 
um, they really stuck to that that standard God of War theme of mm. look, you have you know, you collect this item and this will raise your health. You collect this item, this will raise you know your other like bar. And yeah. stat wise, like it's all it's like all based on like weapon as far as I can tell. Mm. It's just it's it's what your yeah. weapon's doing, not what you're doing. Right. Um, and then you got like, you know, you're potentially doing the like, um, unarmed combat, which is pretty good. Yeah. I find um, myself doing that. I'll throw my axe into someone and then I'll rush forward and beat the shit out of them. Just and then rip them. it. Yep. Yeah. It's really, that's really it's good. Pretty good. Yeah, um, I like that a lot. And some enemies just require you to do just melee. Mm. There's, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the like frosty boys. Yeah. The, the ice guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that's kind of cool. I usually just chuck my axe at something and then just melee the shit out of them. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ways to approach combat. There's a lot of side paths. Uh, this looks like a game that you'll be playing for a while, especially looking into mm-hmm. your, um, like if you're going for a completion of any sort. There's a right. There's like a, almost like a checklist in each area that you know you have all this stuff in the area, and a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff for me even still says like undiscovered. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I imagine that those are things like. You need additional, like, powers later on in the game. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there was, like... This was something where the more... Like, the further you get into the game, the more stuff shows up where you're like, dude, I, like, this cannot be bigger like this. And it just is. Yeah. Um, so, it's, looking, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's it's very good. Looking at the map, it's actually not impressive. The map doesn't look incredibly big. Uh, when you're just staring at it in general, uh, until yeah, it's actually, not like a Witcher in, map or something. Yeah, until you've actually played it and you're like, oh, it took me three hours to get from here to here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it's going to be like going back, you know, like because at some point you're going to have to tack back. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will say that first fight that you have, um, like. I mean, I won't mention any names, but that first fight that you have with uh, a god, your first, like, mm-hmm. that was a, an awesome fight. And it's super early in the game, yeah. too. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was, that that was a really good opening moment for this game, mm-hmm. I think. Um, especially the size of the character that you're fighting. And it didn't feel overwhelming. It was... I don't know. It was it was a really good fight. It was. Yeah. I started on hard, so this was probably one of my mistakes. Is I started mm-hmm. the game on hard, and okay. when you first get into combat, that area where you have to fight, there's probably like eight or nine of those mm-hmm. Draugr that keep just coming yeah. at you. Uh, that took me about a half an hour. I don't know what it was, but I kept trying to do cool shit because they give you the ability to do cool shit. Mm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it kept killing me. And then I got to, um, you know, you fight a much bigger creature and yeah, he beat the shit out of me. (laughs) Like I had to drop it back down to normal. I was like, I'll go back and play this again. That's fine with me. Mm -hmm. Um, or you can't change combat in game. You can. Yeah. Yeah. I changed the difficulty in game. Um, But yeah, I guess like my final thing is like you know the game's great. Um, 
you know, if you still have any reservations about it or if you're not, you know, mm. not playing it, you can always come and check some of it out uh, on my channel. I'm starting a, a collection so you can catch it from the beginning if you'd like. Um, yeah. And then I usually stream uh, for a couple hours each day. Starting at noon, I might switch that up just so I can... Uh, just so I can get some some more stuff done during the day. I think the 6 p.m. audience usually seems to be better, so I might experiment with that a bit more on my personal channel. Okay. So, um, you know, you can stay up to date with that just by following MGI on Twitter. For sure. Um, aside from, for me, God of War, which is the biggest one, uh, I played a bit more Far Cry. Um I didn't actually finish the game like I wanted to because uh, the last day that I was going to stream, uh, mm. I was just sick. And I ended up yeah. doing a smaller stream later that night of, uh, what was it? Radical Heights. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I checked out some Radical Heights. Um, and that was pretty fun. Um I wasn't like blown away by Radical Heights. It's exactly mm. what you think it is when you think of a, a you know, like a, a battle royale game. Um, mm. But I do like the setting. I like the direction that it's going. A lot of the environments are still blank, and you know, and stuff like that. Which, you know, that's yeah. fine. Um, they're, they're still building and. I don't know, it, it feels like, I feel more successful in this game than I do in the other games, and it's probably because not as many people are playing. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know, there, there's more room for someone who's not great to have the chance to be great at the game. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's fun, it's, um, you know, your standard Battle Royale shooter like Fortnite and PUBG um, with like an 80s influence which is fun the end that's <laughs> like the end uh like when you win is is really funny mm -hmm. um and yeah i don't know uh, I, I recommend you know giving it a look it's not definitely not the worst game that i've ever played so um and it's free right now on steam if you have the ability right yeah so and this this will play on most systems i imagine uh yeah i mean it doesn't I look like super good graphics or anything. Yeah, I haven't heard of anyone going, oh man, I'd love to play the game. I've heard people say that there's like um, some optimization issues, so they do have mm -hmm. a few issues, but that could be on the user's end rather than the, the game just being too difficult to... Well, the game is... I think the game is just bloated no matter what. Mm -hmm. So like even if you're on an extremely good... Um, like mega high-end gaming rig it still kind of has the same issues so i think that that shouldn't preclude that you have to have good parts or anything you know what i mean yeah i mean the the graphics of radical heights are kind of like yesterday mmo style graphics like yeah. they're not like it, they're it not looks blocky, like good city of heroes yeah it looks like really good city of heroes <laughs> yeah um but yeah other than those two and far cry i checked out terra um, on hmm. PS4, um, not for me, and uh, okay. 99 Vitas, which was a, a game that we got free, I think this month or last month, I think it was this uh, month, right? I can't remember if it if I downloaded it at the end of last month or beginning of this month, but I downloaded it recently. <laughs> yeah, and it could be fun with more people, but 
Um, it, it it is. It's your standard, uh, you know, Streets of Rage style beat 'em up, very reminiscent mm-hmm. of like um, the Scott Pilgrim game. Mm-hmm. So um, it's fun, but it's one of those things. Like I looked at it and I was like. I could complete this, but I don't think I would have fun. It would be more frustrating for me to complete it. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, it, it would be fun with other people, but I don't think I'll be playing it anymore by myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. that's pretty much what we've been up to. We don't have yeah. any information on games uh, with gold or PlayStation Plus. Uh, well, yet. <laughs> games with gold. Uh, there's we know what the big hitters are. Oh, do we? But, yeah. Uh, Still waiting. I mean, I was just going to do it next week with. Um, I didn't hear anything Plus. about it yet. Um, they're doing uh, Phantom Pain and um, Vanquish on 360. Okay. So I mean, cool. yeah, I want to I want to hit that next week because I like doing them at the same time. Right. Um, and usually those are lighter news weeks uh, comparatively. So. Um, right. You know, there's a few more games that we have yet to to uh hear about so you know cool yeah it always works better when we i feel like when we do them both together anyway yeah and i like so this is going to be yet another time when you know kind of it doesn't really matter what happens with the the uh, playstation plus games because xbox has already admitted that they were behind because you got phantom pain for free like (laughs) a year ago on playstation plus or six months ago or something yeah i it I still have it on my system. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played it yet. I still have not played that yeah. game since launch. Um, uh-huh. Which I don't know. That feels mm-hmm. kind of that feels bad, but <laughs> no, it is what it I'm is. not real. I'm not a Metal Gear fan, so yeah, I have it if I ever want to. Okay. Well, we'll but, keep. Uh, we'll push forward into um, the game's releasing. Um. Do you want right. to go first? Um, yeah, so uh, okay. along with games releasing, I'm going to call out a couple things that I'm going to be hopefully being able to play next week as well. Um, right. But uh, yeah, so the first one we have here, um, there's a new Adventure Time game coming out. Uh, there's been like 100 Adventure Time games by now, I imagine. Um, yeah. This one's looking to be like an actual, uh, you know, somewhat like larger scale, like 3D game and not like a lot of the ones come out they're like a platformer on uh like ds or something yeah they're like like a 2d platformer usually right so um hopefully something a little more uh you know a little more interesting a little more powerful um i mean from the looks of it it kind of has that um like how you would get the usual like naruto fighting game and then they release Mm -hmm. that um I don't remember what it was called, but there was like a 3D game where you could explore like all of the villages, and it was like an adventure story. Yeah. <clears throat> it looks like that's kind of what you're getting here. Like we're seeing a slideshow, and you know Finn's taking a boat into um, what is it? Is it the Candy Kingdom? It's Princess Bubblegum's yeah. uh, kingdom, yeah. um, and Marceline has like a a pirate hat on. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But yeah, so um, this is coming from Outright Games, releasing on the 24th, uh, next Tuesday. Um, looks, I mean, it definitely, I, in my opinion, it looks like the biggest Adventure Time game. Um, yeah. I've played a couple in the past on, like, DS. Uh, not all the way through, but kind of tried them out. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Cool. This is looking to be pretty good. It's coming out on PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One. Right. So, I mean, if you're a really, really big fan, I could see definitely going to pick this one up. We're watching some pre-alpha mm-hmm. footage now. Um, yeah. And, you know, pre-alpha. You know, gotta take that with a grain of salt. Things don't work quite the same. Right. But, uh... And after that... Um, April 24th is a huge day. <laughs> um, so, uh, the same day Frostpunk is coming out. That is from... Uh, it's going to be on uh, PC exclusively. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from 11-Bit Studio, which also made uh, This War of Mine, which was a really good, like... Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know how you would describe uh, This War of Mine. It was like a yeah. war survival, like simulator i don't know yeah kind of um yeah so Frostpunk is a city builder uh with a very interesting twist um it is set in like basically it's like a in like an apocalypse scenario everything's freezing and you have like this uh heat generator and you build your whole town around that and it's like um it's like a survival city builder uh which that's kind of becoming a popular genre yeah yeah that's really it's really cool um, yeah. so it's it's very steampunk. Um, you know, it's it's going to have like some pretty challenging choices. Like in a normal uh, city builder, you know, you have like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to like increase everybody's taxes a little bit because I want to build this school faster or whatever. Yeah. Um, in this one, it's going to be like I'm going to implement child labor because if I don't, my people are going to freeze to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it's a lot like bigger stakes. Uh, and it seems like super interesting. So I'm definitely going to be picking that up on Tuesday. Um, they did not on steam. They didn't release like a pre-order, like a pre-purchase button. Right. So, um, that's kind of disappointing, but, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to pick this up as soon as it comes out. Yeah. I imagine this game will probably drop at what, like 30 bucks. Uh, yeah, I think it's 29.99. They're looking right. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really cool. If you're into that, um, Mm -hmm you know newly like booming genre which i mean just right out of the gate it sounds awesome just he- like just hearing it watching the we're watching the frostpunk official release uh trailer uh was it titled serenity um and yeah it it looks like it looks like something um something i could certainly get into and i know quite a few other people get into it so um, yeah, you can go ahead and grab that one up for PC uh, on the 24th. Cool. As well, on the 24th, we have Max the Curse of Brotherhood. Um, from That's an older one. Uh, yeah, coming out on the Switch from Flashbulb Games. Um, yeah. What else did this release on? I think it was a Xbox original. Uh, okay. I think. Can't remember. Um, but yeah, this is on, I, I believe it's on everything at this point. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's just one of those games that I didn't really follow. You know, I, uh-huh. there, there's a lot of those games that have released everywhere else, and now they're just, you know, they're just now coming to, you know, the Switch, or, you know, it's usually mm-hmm. the Switch. <laughs> um, usually the Switch. <clears throat> because, I mean, shit, the Switch is, it's like, a lot of these companies are like, oh man, uh, the Switch is more powerful than we thought, so maybe we should drop our title on that, too. Like, mm-hmm. after they're already done with everything else. Right. Um, it kind of has a... Um, 
limbo slash like what would it be like scribble bass? Now maybe drawn to drawn to life mm-hmm. feel. Um, so it's, yeah. you know you have your like two D plat or you have basically your two D platformer in a three mm-hmm. D environment. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty heavy adventure game, but look, I mean it looks fun. It looks like yeah. something to definitely pick up on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, this might be one of the like bigger things that makes use of that like Switch touchscreen. Yeah. Which is really weird that like nothing I haven't really gotten a lot of interaction with the touchscreen. Yeah. Yeah, nothing really has. Like even like the bigger titles like, um, like Breath of the Wild didn't really. Mm-hmm. I don't think it used it at all. I can't think of anything in Mario that used it. Um, yeah. But you weren't really meant to play Mario that way. I don't think you're really meant to play Breath of the Wild um, while holding the screen either, though. I think they were more focused with those two games on you know sitting back on the couch or whatever, like a standard right. traditional video game. But yeah, you can grab that one up on uh, the 24th as well. Um, coming out the same day, also on Switch. Uh, so continuing on the 24th, South Park Fractured But Whole. Um, it's definitely, like, always time. Um, we gotta go find Scrambles. Looking for that yeah. damn cat in the beginning of the game, which is, like, the whole point. Yeah, this is coming out on Switch, um, finally. So, I'm not sure what their plans are for DLC or how all that will shake mm-hmm. out, so we'll have to check that out since we already know we have uh, from, was it from Dusk to Castle Bonita? Right. Um, which I still have on my backlog to play. I think I said probably about a month ago that I'm going to sit down and play that and add it to my collection on Twitch, and I still have yet to do it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this game's great. It's, you know, not a long game if you're a big South Park fan. It's um, it's definitely one to get. I don't know if I would like to play this on the Switch as much as I liked it on PS4, but it would definitely work well on the Switch. Oh, yeah. I could see it being... Yeah, I could see it being really really fun on the Switch as well. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they add to it, though. I imagine it'll be a straightforward game, and they won't really utilize too much of their of the switch's right. potential. Yeah. I imagine it'll just be a straight flop over. Yeah, <clears throat> but nothing wrong with that. If you haven't picked it up yet, good chance mm-hmm. to grab that. And um, I'm not sure if you'll also get the other game. I'm not sure if you'll also get uh, Stick of Truth. Stick of Truth. Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, it does not. Okay. Okay. That's too bad. I guess that's a downfall. I mean, you. If I was going to get it. I wonder if they're going to... wonder what the price is on this thing, then. Full price. 60 bucks? Yep. Man. Yeah, that's not really worth it, then, huh? Yeah. Might as well get it on PS4. Maybe we grab it uh, on PS4. Hold on. <laughs> um, okay, so the first two DLC packs, uh, Danger Deck and Dusk Till Castle Bonita. Um, can be purchased separately or bundled with the season pass. So they're available already, apparently. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I do want to point out, it's just something that I've noticed uh, the last little bit, uh, that hmm. they just kind of, like, left. Uh, I think originally when they were playing superheroes, hmm. uh Jimmy was not Dr. Timothy. 
Jimmy was named Iron Maiden. Damn. That's and he cool. was wearing a full, like, iron suit, and he had, like, swords sticking out of it. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. That sounds cool as fuck. Yeah. I, I watched an episode the other day, and I was like, wait, Iron Maiden? That's, that's a thing. I don't know, I might be wrong on that. But I definitely know he was wearing an Iron Maiden suit, and they called him Iron Maiden. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> Mosquito! Alright. Um, are you still looking up anything else about that? I got all the info they have so far. Yeah, you cannot the... buy a gold edition of it for Switch, which is kind of weird. I don't know, I still say like if you're going to get the extra game, you might as well get go with the PS4, Xbox One, PC edition, so you get sick of yeah. I mean, but it's weird that they don't have the uh, they don't have the um, like DLC packs, like season pass isn't available yet. It's kind of odd. Mm. Cool. Uh, the next game on the list coming out as well, the twenty fourth is uh, it was basically a request by uh, Grim. Uh, the Swords of Ditto. He's been going on about this game for a little bit. Um, and it mm -hmm. does look cool. It has very much a... Uh, mm -hmm. Like a... Like a Stardew Valley uh, Legend of Zelda feel. Like, you know, an early Legend of Zelda feel. Um, standard adventure game coming out for PS4 and PC by One Bit Beyond and our good friends at Devolver. Um... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't really say too much more about it. It, I mean, it's just your standard um, adventure game, where mm -hmm. I imagine you're looking for uh, the several swords of Ditto. I believe it's multiplayer, which is kind of cool. Um, let me look and see if I can dig up any more fun information. <clears throat> uh, it's a compact RPG. Um, it's described as a compact RPG. Mm. Um, they say, explore a delightful but dangerous world, brave, menacing dungeons, and improve your heroes. Uh, improve your heroes in a charming village during your quest to overcome evil. Uh, I was hoping to find more information on. Um. Like multiplayer and stuff like that. Yeah, single, multiplayer, local co-op, or shared split screen. Um, which is kind of cool. That's kind of a, you know, that's kind of died out pretty well. Um, the shared split screen stuff. But it doesn't mm -hmm. even have like a standard... Um, it reminds me very much of like something like AdventureCon. Because you have... It doesn't stick to its genre. It doesn't stick to like medieval or... Anything like mm -hmm. that. They have, like, stores. It's not post-apocalyptic, but... Okay. Yeah, it's kind of just, like, all over the place. And that's kind of interesting. I like it. Uh, the art is great. The art's really good. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure on what I would... I, I compare it to Stardew Valley, but that's kind of more... The way that um, the game functions, it looks like. Art, okay. art style, it's not really close to Stardew Valley, but it has... Right. Um... I don't know, it's kind of like a bubbly, uh, like Legend of Zelda. I can't, yeah. yeah, I can't think I like of, it. Yeah, I can't think of something it's, um, that really... Yeah, I don't know what to compare. It almost kind of has like a Scribblenauts look. Yeah, yeah. That would be a good one. But better. Yeah. A lot better. 
but yeah, you can um, you can go grab this one twenty fourth on uh, PS one PC. Mm-hmm. And then uh, possibly the final game coming out on the twenty fourth. Fucking finally, must be fine. Like ten Christ. more. Um, <laughs> is uh, the new uh, BattleTech uh, tactical, uh, I guess, strategy game? Um, so uh, this is coming from Paradox. Uh, publishing and harebrained schemes, which made the um, Shadowrun games. Mm. Um, it's looking very good. Uh, I've always been a fan of BattleTech, but I don't really like a lot of the games because the games are very like simmy, um, okay. and I'm not really in, like. It really requires you to be into the multiplayer and stuff, and it's just not my thing. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited for like a strategic, more tactical version. Um, so I mean that's I've been kind of following the progress of this. Uh, it's one of my one of the studios I like a lot. Come from a publisher I like a lot, so uh, it's pretty much right up my alley. I'm not sure like how long it's going to take for me to get to this now. Uh, yeah. Just because like I've been going through the uh, cyberpunk games. Uh, sorry, not cyberpunk. Uh, Shadowrun, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Um, I've been going through kind of. Uh, I'm trying to go through in order. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of tough because the games get like significantly better in newer editions. Um, so the first one that I'm still like deep in the middle of the first one, um, it's pretty rough at some points. But uh, you know, BattleTech is like definitely you can just jump right into that bad boy. Yeah, like we're, we're watching uh, a little gameplay walkthrough, pre-release mm-hmm. gameplay walkthrough. Um, and what is it? Is it uh, a turn-based tactics game? So well, it's it's kind of a, a little bit XCOM-y. Um, it's like you set up like a routine and the mech goes and carries it out, but the pilot will make some decisions. Uh-huh. Um, so it's kind of like turn-based and uh, more like real-time segments. Um, it's a little XCOM. Um, yeah, it's not like strictly a like tactics game from what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, we're watching it now, and it looked like the way that the character is moving and the way everything is... Mm. Currently, right now in the video, everything is literally just froze. And your character... You know, the camera has shifted down to be third person behind uh, uh-huh. the mech. That he had moved, you know, to there were various X's on the ground, and he moved to um, an uh, advantageous like position on a higher... Uh-huh. And he's like a higher little clip and he's overlooking two mechs and he's picking between like when he clicks on one mech or the other mech a red line lights up. Yeah, he's looking at like fire. body parts and like stats of the mech he's aiming at and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's that's interesting. I don't know. Uh how long have they I mean, I don't know. I haven't really kept up with any of this. This has been coming for a while. Yeah. Um I mean I think they announced it a couple of years ago. Wow. Um, and this is coming from, you know, Paradox is like the super like grand strategy studio. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm definitely excited to see some of that. Um, and then the other game that I kind of mentioned that I'm going to be, uh, I have Alpha Access, which is also coming out on the 24th mm-hmm. for um, the uh, city builder game I was talking about, Foundation, that was on Kickstarter uh, a couple months ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they're getting right to it. Like they already had some of the game built. So um, the alpha's starting really quick, uh, which is great because 
I was looking at my Kickstarter and there's stuff on there that I had from 2013 that's not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's pretty drastic. Yeah. So um, yeah, these guys are like really getting uh, getting a move on. So um, I'm gonna be updating with a little bit of that. Cool. Um, next week. Cool. Um, that is it for the 24th. So moving on to the 25th. Um, a game that I have no idea about, 39 Days to Mars, coming out on Steam. Um, yeah, it's like a, um, uh, it looks really weird. It's like a kind of, like a text-heavy, um, kind of hand-drawn adventure game where some, like, I don't know, 1800s, like, steampunk idiots are trying to, uh, make it to Mars. (laughs) Okay. So... Yeah, uh, I I really am liking the idea. It almost kind of has like a dwarf fortress vibe to me, like just like weird shit's gonna happen all the time while you're playing that you have to like deal with, and like the controls are very weird. I mean, everything about it's wacky as shit. Um, and I really like it. It seems like the most British possible game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quirky as fuck. Like stuff is upside down at times, and mm. and like wavy and have some weird effects. Um, they really go with uh, like a hand drawn. It really reminds me of something like uh, like that we would have seen, <clears throat> like a really well done version of a game that we would have had in a like a browser based game. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It, it looks it looks kind of cool. Um, coming out in Steam probably has a pretty fun story. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the price is right, I would definitely check this game out. Yeah, I would say no more than like six bucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I might, cool. I might pay, I might pay ten. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's six on sale. It's goofy as fuck. It looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> Albert's, you have to make Albert's tea the way he likes it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. You have to get clothes with this fucking. It looks like you have to get clothes yep. with this like. Like Rube Goldberg machine or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like what it's doing. Reminds me of um, Wine Rider. It does, kind of. Yeah. Uh, so then on uh, on the twenty sixth, also um, another kind of quirky one that I, you know, called out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Robot Wars X for PS4 and Vita. This is the like from Nam- Gundam Nam- and Namdai Bamco. Right. Um. It's, like, just everything that Bandai Namco has rights to in, like, Robot Universe all smashed up in one, like, fighting game. Okay. Looks very good. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to say. It's kind of like the, uh, it's it's a, uh, what is it, a 2D um, kind of chibi, like, brawler. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this one other time. Yeah. So it's the, We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's finally coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like everything. We were kind of blown away. I remember when we first saw it. We were like, "Damn, what the this fuck is this?" Everything is that just like it's everything that's mech related, mm-hmm. like all just mashed up into one game. Yep, into one chibi style fighting game. In the like, the characters remind me of that. Um, uh, it was like Super Puzzle Fighter Extreme mm-hmm. Turbo Alpha. Edition yep. 9 or whatever that they came out with. That was like the puzzle fighting game for the Street Fighter. But then they have cuts of um, like anime 
they kind of just check up in this one. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's coming out for Vita. Uh-huh. Okay. You got to keep that dream alive, baby. Yeah. Vita Island's been fucking lonely for a bit. Yep. It did get an update recently, so that's a thing that's happened. Alright, cool. And that's pretty much everything that we have laid out for the games releasing from April 23rd to the 29th. I'm sure there's something we missed. Head on over to, uh, well, first of all, since we missed it at the top of the show, head over to facebook.com backslash mammothgamesinc to check all the top news and all the stuff that we usually talk about here. Check it out over there and chat with us about it. And then if we missed a game that you think that we should have uh, brought up, drop us a line on Twitter at mammothgamesinc. You can also find out when we go live and do stuff just like our podcast here. When our podcast goes out, which is every Monday on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean.com. And when our streams go live. So when we mm-hmm. have different things going on in the community, we usually always post it to Twitter, even though we don't troll over there too, too much. Um, and all of that. So we'll jump right into the weekly news. I'll let you go ahead and take it away since I know it's something you probably know a little bit more about than I Yes, very good. Uh, we got some info on the uh, Witcher TV show that's coming to Netflix. Yeah. Um, it's still a ways out. Uh, so we heard, um, I think there was a uh, like a Netflix event going on. Right. Where they just kind of like spilled some details of a whole bunch of stuff that's coming out. <laughs> um, so the show, it's going to be an eight episode first series, which is not a big deal. Um you know, Netflix is known to kind of experiment with shorter series on stuff where they're not really sure how it's going to go or right. something that is like, it's, it's just too new and they don't know how the market looks for it yet. Um, there, uh, so yeah, eight episodes, it's going to come in 2020. Um, so I don't know if it's like, if we're going to see it in 2020 or if like the first episode is going to come out at the end of 2020 or something, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so we have yet to kind of see more about that. Um, but 2020 is what is expected right now. Um, and we, we have no real other information. This is probably the most information we've got from this, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's not even like a flavor announcement trailer or anything like that. I like, mean, there's we, nothing out for this. I see it almost once a week somebody posts like mm. this person would be best to play Geralt or Geralt however you say the yeah I don't, I don't know I've never heard it said so I don't know what's official here yeah um, you know we have no idea who's playing any of these characters or yeah. you know really where that's gonna go you know what characters mm. are even gonna be in it um, I mean we don't know if it's gonna be after Witcher 3 we don't know if it's gonna be before Witcher 1 we don't know yeah. if it's gonna take place during we don't know if it's gonna be similar to like the story of the book series, which would be really good, I think. But, uh, I mean, we know nothing about it. Yeah. Um, they are going to be filming on location in uh, Eastern Europe. So Smart, um, smart. Um, yeah, that's where it's based, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, super, super cool, though, to hear that. Mm. Like, I love that Netflix takes that leap where other people would just, like, if this had come out 10, you know, if this idea had come out, you know, before Netflix time, had come out, like, 15 years ago or something like that, yeah. It would have been passed up. Straight up just passed up. But, you know, they're getting an eight episode kind of a little deal. So that's um Right. That's very promising. And I'm pretty sure and, it'll do uh, well. Yeah, the person who um we're looking at the uh the tweets here, um 
She was also a writer for The Defenders. Uh, or sorry, she's an executive producer and writer. So um, she was a co-executive producer on uh, The Defenders, Daredevil, uh, Power. Okay. Uh, Parenthood on 12 episodes. So probably the last yeah. season, it looks like. And uh, Private Practice producer. And then has written for Defenders, Daredevil, Power, Parenthood, Private Practice. That little section uh, there in the beginning is, is... West Wing pretty powerful yeah yeah i mean you know it didn't do the like it wasn't the greatest defenders wasn't as successful as they were going to you know as they were making it out to be but mm. you know definitely you know, i mean daredevil still something it's, it was still something really good and it's yeah. still impressive to, to have me, your name on those you know as like executive like co-executive producer that's pretty high up yeah. Like, that's, that's like, control of where the story goes. You know what I mean? Yep. So, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, And then, uh, kind of similar, like, interesting... A, a lot of the news for this week is, like, not really going... Like, it's something that's gonna... We're not gonna know the impact of it until the future. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, um, oh, this just so happened. kind of a theme going on, right. Um, so, the other one is uh, Campo Santo, which made uh, Firewatch and is currently working on the game In the Valley of the Gods. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been acquired by Valve. So, yeah, um, and you know, that's kind of huge. Yeah, I, that has me really wondering what, like, like why? Why did Valve mm-hmm. acquire them? Mm hmm specifically yeah it's a it's very unusual like they're still going to continue working on the same game yeah um i guess probably valve was going to publish it and then they were like you know what fuck it just come work here yeah um like i can't say for sure like indubitably that's what must have happened but it seems likely um i know that some of the um so i want to what i'd really like to do is look at that Campo makes... Santos people so I can talk about who specifically um, I'm digging in here okay so it's uh, the majority of the Idle Thumbs uh, podcast mm-hmm. so uh, Jake Rodkin, Sean Vanneman uh, Chris Remo um, all, all work at the company uh, Jane Ng uh, who's worked on like Brutal Legends 4 um James Benson worked on Ori and the Blind Forest Fable 3. Uh, so it's several people from Double Fine. Um, Telltale, a lot of people from Telltale. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's really interesting to see like such a small, like interesting studio picked up by Valve because... We've heard a lot of info of Valve is like gearing up to start making more games again. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, they've just been like acquiring everybody, and it's it's one of those things. Um, we have another story later on too, where it's like, okay, why would you leave the studio you're at? Yeah, and go join Valve, who appears to not be doing anything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like um, I was I was just gonna say the same thing. It's like almost a theme right. of today's. It's been happening a lot lately. Yeah, it's, it's probably because these companies just have. You know, essentially unlimited money. Yeah. Um, and they can, like, do really experimental, wacky shit. And then, kind of like Blizzard, you know, I think that Valve, I think that, um, like, Microsoft right now, and you'll you'll hear later on why, 
I say Microsoft, but I think they're like cooking shit up. And when something is not looking right, they just trash it. Yeah. Um, which, you know, small studios can't afford to do. Um, and even like mid-sized, like, um, you know, EA said, oh, we're just outright like canceling XYZ, you know, closing studios. And like EA is having trouble coming back from that. Yeah. Um, I wonder you know, if I wonder if Campo Santo, like I wonder if they had some sort of connection to Valve, mm. and it they was know lo- people. I mean, they've talked on their podcast, uh, you know, the uh, Idle Thumbs podcast, and um, they've talked about friends they have that work for Valve and stuff in the past. Well, I wonder if there was a conversation between them and someone at Valve about future ideas. Future- future valve yeah yeah and valve's like that sounds like something we could really get behind and they're like well we do need a developer for in the valley and they're just like well we could be a developer for in the valley i wonder if that i wonder if that's how that chopped up and then i don't know maybe Um, like maybe it was a reverse thing too where you know they brought that and then valve's like well we want to do this too if you want to help with that and you know know. for future valve titles so it's really weird they're there's a couple companies that are making some very odd, like, in-the-shadows deals. Mm-hmm. Of, like... I mean, this company just essentially went from, like, an indie studio to... We're no longer like, an indie studio. Possibly, possibly the most, like, first-party shit ever. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's huge. I expect these yeah. guys to kind of blow up in the next, you know, five years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's super that's super cool. I love I love to see that. I, I don't even yeah. know how big the studio was, um, but uh, I, mean, I know um, their quality. Firewatch, of game. yeah, like you know the studio. Yeah, for, like, Firewatch, Firewatch devs. Or, yeah, you know, how uh, big... Campo Santos like ten people. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. And that's quite a deal for Valve too. They're like, look at these oh, guys. Yeah. They made they made Firewatch. They probably already got eyes on uh, in the Valley of Gods, so mm-hmm. you know they know what they were looking at there. Maybe maybe that game's just something really special, and they're like, "Yeah, you guys, you guys have got it." So we're gonna. I think they. Get I you. think they just want. I think they just want the talent. Yeah. Um, I think like the game, like Firewatch, was really good. Like it wasn't a perfect game, but as far as indies go, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know their second game's probably shaping up pretty good. I mean, we haven't really seen anything of that yet, but most likely Valve was like, you know what, that's good. We want you guys. Like you're really talented, so. Here's some money. Yeah. That's cool. Well, definitely, uh, it's one of those things, like you said, we'll keep an eye on. Um, right. We have no idea where... No idea know, where, where, where that's, that's going. going. Yeah. It's yeah. such a like random thing. I really like the P on the Campo Santo logo. You like the P? I like the P. The, uh, uh-huh. I, well, I like the P, too. I mean... Thanks, R. Kelly. Who doesn't? It, has like a little, it looks like a skull. It's just really good yep. work. Moving on. Yeah, they've got some really good uh, artists. They have amazing artists. For sure. Okay. Cool. Moving along. Moving right along. Um, here's something that we have no other information about. <laughs> Literally no information almost at all. Um, Housemark announces multiplayer action game Storm Divers. Um, what else did these guys make? Uh, Housemark like- has made... Um, they made a lot of like arcade style shooters, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, they did uh, Super Stardust. Um, what was the one that was like a launcher for PS4? Um, 
Did they do... Shit. Was that the company that did, like, Rezo? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they've, they've done... Um, looking back, uh, they did, of course, Stardust, Super Stardust, um, and everything. Super Stardust, Stardust HD. They did Dead Nation and <laughs> Alien Nation. Yep. Um, Very good. Outland, Rezogun, um, and Matterfall. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So, yeah, this is pretty much all we have for Storm Divers. It's this quick trailer um, showing off kind of this lush environment. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like a wooded region that has some uh, constructs built up in it. You know, look kind of like... Uh, they look kind of like, like relay towers and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then a lightning storm kind of rushes in and it just says Storm Divers. Uh, that's pretty much all we've got. The only other explanation that we do have is uh, it is a high-flying, heavy-hitting, multiplayer-centric experience, uh, which leads me to believe it's something along the lines of Dead Nation Alienation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, so that, that could be pretty sick. Could I mean, be cool. I've, I've liked a lot of their games. Yeah. Um, I, I agree that I'm not super into the like arcade style of game. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really bother me that that's gone because I hope that that means that they're gonna kind of make, um, <laughs> you know, a little a little something that is uh, less repeatable but more interesting the first time you do it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because um, I'm not really into well, that's not entirely true because I play League of Legends. But other than that, I'm not really <laughs> into playing the same game over and over again. You've been playing League of Legends for how long? Oh, uh, since 2011. Oh man. It's probably the I've I've probably put more hours into that than anything except for every version of Skyrim. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much? Well, do my you phone play? my phone runs on Skyrim. That's my operating system. But so. but how how much do you play League of Legends? You play it a couple times a week at least, right? Three times yeah. a week. Yeah. That's no. It's definitely my most hours in a game for sure. By far, probably by far. They don't track your hours smartly. Yeah. So you have to go to the just so you don't feel website. like a piece of shit. Yeah, you have to go to this website that basically tracks when every single username is active. Uh-huh. So that's only load in and game time. I would it's not like sitting in lobbies. I would be very interested to see your game time. Um, let me. I'll I'll go dig that up. Go ahead and uh, continue while I'm finding that. Cool. <clears throat> um, as well, just another weird thing. Like I went through our list of the weekly news and I put LOL next to things I just found funny, and I found this mm-hmm. to be funny. Um, Cliff Blazinski who retweeted Word. me twice this week for uh or so like liked my tweet twice this week for playing um Bosky's um, big you know game that we talked about at the top of the list uh yeah damn. um he <laughs> Cliff just is accusing Epic of poaching Bosky's staff which you would think it would be the other way around so you know yeah. that that's fun um <clears throat> the accusation came from a tweet where Bosky had wrote, Hey, Epic, tagging them. Uh, could you please stop trying to hire away my team? We just launched Radical Heights. <clears throat> and uh, UE4, or on UE4, and are really happy with how it's going. Uh, mm-hmm. Tweets include a gif of actor um, Jensen, uh, the dude from fucking Supernatural, uh, pointing yeah. at the camera and saying, Not cool. Blazinski uh, followed up with another tweet saying, uh, 
Uh, there's room in this genre for more than a few of us shaking my head. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really weird. Like, there's no way that... He's a madman now. It's really cool. Well, probably what's happening is, like, most people, I would say that... I would possibly argue every single employee of Bosky is only there because it's Cliff Blazinski's studio. Yeah. And those and, people, I almost guarantee, have a connection to Epic already. Right. Whether it's so on like, their resume or, you know, they've done something for through Epic. Through mutual friends yeah. or something. Yeah. So, like, that's really weird. Like, I, I almost don't believe, like, okay, first off, Fortnite clearly already had all the employees that they needed to make Fortnite before... Before this people even knew out. what Fortnite was. Well, uh, not only that, like, <laughs> Fortnite definitely changed. There, there was a moment when Fortnite went from your multiplayer builder survive the storm thing to uh, Battle Royale. Right. But they clearly already had the employees to do that because they did it. Yep. And now this is copying that. So there's no <laughs> way that they're like, they're, it's not possible. After. Like, when, somebody's, when somebody's poaching your employees, it's because they're going to use them to, to copy your game. Yeah. They're not going to steal somebody that copied their game to continue to copy the same game. Yeah, they... They probably stole one employee. Probably what happened is <clears throat> Epic talked to one particular person and said, that hey... That was already on the fence. That Well, you know, somebody that they knew. And they said, hey, would you like to come work with us instead? And the guy was like, sure. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, how many employees does Boss Key even have? That's a good you question. I mean? It's I, probably really an that. outfit of, like, under 50. Yeah, I was going to say under 50. I was going to say maybe like 30 people. Yeah. yeah so it's like, if I, they, I guess if they poach one person, then I guess that's like, you know, 8% of your total staff or yeah. whatever. But still. Fuck, we um, have to close. Okay, I found out. <laughs> so I found out. Uh, yeah, and this is fucking harsh. My uh, League of Legends stats. So there's a, a website <laughs> called uh, WastedOnLeague. So W-O-L dot G-G. Yeah. Uh, 2,320 hours. Oh, boy. That's the equivalent of 97 full days. Uh, or the the equivalent of 1,326 movies watched. <laughs> um, I'm in the top quartile in the U.S. of playtime. And That's I'm in impressive. the top quartile of playtime in the world. Um, in the U.S., I'm ranked... Uh, this doesn't really make sense. On all the North American servers, they say 258,614 people. That mm -hmm. seems really low. Um, but I'm the 52,174th most playtime person in the U.S. Uh -huh. And I'm the 301st thousandth person in the world out of 1.4 million. Avert your eyes, ladies. He's taken. Damn. <laughs> I got a full Woody just thinking about it. Wow, that's that's a lot that's of a fucking lot time. Of fucking time in, in a game, especially you have more time in that game than I may have put into any other game, and you're not a multiplayer fan. Combined, <laughs> and I'm not even good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, damn, that's it. Needs not even you're not even competitive. They're probably, like, shit. I wonder if other people, like, browse those numbers. I don't know if there's a way to there like, is. differentiate, like, who does what. And they're just like, who the fuck is this guy? And why isn't he on our team? Yeah. Like, yo, is this guy any good? And they look at my shit and they're like, oh, never mind. 
Oh no, he just he accidentally left his game on. For six years. Oh uh, yeah, that's good. Alright, anyway, going back to Clippy B. Pretty good. Um Yeah, and especially like looking at like the Clippy B, you know, we talked about the stuff last week. Bosky. Mm. Um like it would have been funny if Epic would have been like, Stop trying to poach our hires. Man, you should stop mm. trying to poach our game style, like yeah, and, and, and and they didn't even create that game style. And you know what I mean? It's just, that's probably why they didn't say that. Because someone else would have popped up, and then someone else would have popped up, and then someone else. Well, I mean, the, would have been the, guy that, the guy that made PUBG is literally trying to sue people that are making Battle Royale clones. And so. he didn't even make that type of game first, did he? Uh, well, I mean, he was it's almost impossible that anybody could claim that they made something first, you know? Right. Like, I mean, he um, wasn't... Like he took that from somewhere else. I mean, they had. To, I mean, a movie at least. Definitely a movie. Not yeah. Several other types of game. Yeah. Know. I mean, there's already been 400 <laughs> battle royale movies. Cliff. One including Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> right. Cliff Blazinski uh, just tweeted 41 minutes ago. Reboot Dead Space. <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said Dead Space as a battle royale, please. <laughs> oh shit! Somebody tweeted at him and said Reboot Lawbreakers. <laughs> Re- reboot what? Lawbreakers. <laughs> Shit. Oh, um, man. He's been getting roasted well, on the Lawbreakers front. Yeah. Like, th- that one that I saw, just the first time I saw it, it was funny, and then everyone took mm. the joke and they decided that it was their joke. And it's like, yeah. nice joke, Amy Schumer. Um, it's nice joke, Amy Schumer. is very good. Just, yeah. Like, what was, the joke was... About Lawbreaker saying that it was already a Battle Royale game. You started with 100 players and it soon came down to one. Mm. And when he retweeted that and just said, Hardy, har, har, that was really funny. Mm. Alrighty. Moving forward from the... Going from the weird to the truly fucking bizarre. Yeah. Um, What the fuck? Legend of Bumbo. Um, Mm. Bumbo want coin... Um, basically, by Binding of Isaac is getting a prequel called Legend of Bumbo uh, this mm. year. Um, I'm not sure exactly the the details, but I kind of looked through, watched a few videos just to see what kind of what kind of gameplay they were going with, and you know the art style is very much Binding of Isaac. But like, mm. who is Bumbo? What is this like? Binding of Isaac is an origin story as. We, I was talking about before. I was like, that's kind of like the origin of why Isaac's the way he is. Um, but this is something completely different. It's kind of like a... Kind of like a... What would you call it? Like a carnival game. It's almost like you play like a matching game and then almost reminds me of a carnival game. In a Binding of Isaac room. So, I mean, mm. Binding of Isaac, you go from room to room and you just battle messed up shit. Sometimes literal mm. shit. Um, uh, yeah. And then this literal. is no different, but they've made the environment, instead of a top-down, they've made it a 3D piece mm. with a dynamic camera. And everything is kind of like cardboard and... Like, on wires and sticks to make it work. I don't know, it's kind of hard to... It looks real. like, I, I love the aesthetic of it. Yeah. The the game itself 
It's definitely not going to be my thing. I agree. But, like, I really want it to do well so that we can see more games that have that kind of build. Yeah, I mean, this reminds me of something that I would think is really cool, but this isn't just there. I don't think it's there for me. I don't think this type of mm -hmm. game works for me. Yeah. It, it's interesting. But it looks amazing. Yeah. It, I mean, it has all of the flavors of Binding of Isaac that you would, you know, if you're a fan of the series uh, mm -hmm. or the, the game, you, you'll know. Um, you know, you'll recognize. But it's just approach at a very different... Approach in a very different way. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see where it's going. It says that the game is uh, coming out on Steam in 2018 for PC and Mac. And then mobile exclusively on the label um mm -hmm. which we kind of had to look up we were like what the fuck is the label and the label is just kind of like i guess a company um it produces some other weird games uh like other side uh, a game called seesaw what the golf um i'm still not 100 percent sure of what the label is and why it's coming to that on mobile i don't know it's well, they're like, a porter. Just like it a, looks like a porting they're a porting company. company. Yeah, yeah. That's weird that they would write that though. <laughs> it's a really like... weird way to phrase it for sure. Yeah. It seems like it's like a platform that they're referring to. Yeah, and that, that's why I was curious. Is this going to be an app that we're going to have to download just to be able to play this thing? Or yeah, it's what it sounds like. It's weird. You have to buy. You have to get this so you can play this. Weird. Yeah. Weird choice. Um, but yeah, super, super interesting that they, uh, they're going at it and, you know, they're continuing, um, mm -hmm. binding of Isaac kind of in this way. Uh, yeah. also super interesting. <laughs> this is, this uh, one's real weird. This is kind of fucked up. Kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, YouTubers facing potential prison time for filling Oreos with toothpaste and feeding them to homeless man. Um, so, uh, he's going to potentially, uh, basically they're saying that he tried to poison the guy. Um, which I can see where that's coming from. Like I, this definitely seems to be something more of like a, like, let's make an example out of this kid rather than yeah. let's punish somebody who definitely tried to like hurt someone else. Like, he's being a massive dick or whatever, but... Um, For sure. He, so he, like, scraped out the filling on Oreos and put in toothpaste. So, you know, fucked up. Um, so, uh, yeah, there, he, he went up and gave him the things, and um, he... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of skimming the story real quick to see anything is especially wild. Um, but it's, like, basically, like... Uh, they're saying, like, we, we have to, like, punish you for just being, like, a massive dick in public. <laughs> Right. Um, so the YouTuber um, earned just over, um, was it 2,000? I think that symbol is zero. Mm -hmm. uh, from YouTube advertising and leaked videos and all of that. Um, he yeah, now, the L is pounds. Yeah, the L is pounds and the E is yep. kind of euro. Um, yep. He is now facing. Uh, Facing a charge of a crime against moral integrity. Mm -hmm. uh, Spanish Very nice Euro crime. Uh, are seeking a two-year two-year prison and pursuing an order to pay 
30,000 euros in compensation to the homeless man. Yeah. An orphan Romanian national. Mm-hmm. He didn't know that the guy had an online presence um, and wound up feeling concerned for his life. I got sick after five minutes and threw up, he said. Mm-hmm. So, so he and, reported uh, that he was poisoned, basically. Yeah. Um, and the kid is just being a dick, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, 100%. He, like, he's like, oh, I don't think this guy's brushed his teeth since he's become homeless. And it's like, yeah, maybe he's trying to live. Yeah, he's... <laughs> I don't uh, know. And yeah, and he's, it, so he also said, too, he's like, uh, people exaggerate over joke over this joke because I did it on a homeless person. If it was a normal person, they wouldn't say anything. And it's like, if it was a normal person, they would have just come to your house and killed you. Yeah, if it was a normal person, you would have got a few different results. Either You're lucky this guy doesn't have any, like, this guy, this dude doesn't have any carbs to fuck around with. You would have got the shit beat out of you, and then you would have been suing that person for beating the shit out of you, and then there would have been a counter-sue. They just would have fucking killed you. Or, you know, they just would have straight up sued you in general. They would have done nothing to you and just sued you. So, There's some nice spicy shit at the end of this. If you're like, oh, well, you know, it seems innocent. It's just because it was, you know, people are overreacting, whatever. Uh, the vlogger has previously offered sandwiches filled with cat excrement to children and elderly people. Wow. So, like, so, clearly I mean, needs to be, like, jailed. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, I, I usually <laughs> I look at this stuff and I'm like, okay, you know, a joke's a joke. But this one's not uh, really a joke. This is more of a, like... he's done different stupid shit like this before. And even the first Mm -hmm. time he probably should have been like, like he should have been sued or whatever, you know, I I don't know how those past things have went, but um, in, you know, in this case, I, I pretty much agree with what's going down with it. Like, fuck this kid, fuck this person in general. He's not a good human being. It's definitely, yeah, there's definitely like a lot of room for argument with some of the like, quote-unquote like moral crimes that happen in europe like uh the guy that taught the pug to hail hitler yeah uh, okay like that that was clearly just a bad joke yeah um but like this is one where it's like okay like not only throw this little kid in jail but also like throw away the key i mean i don't know the the (laughs) dog and the hitler thing it's just when you look at it on paper you know what I mean? You just read it and yes. you're like, this is stupid as fuck. You're like, wait, what? And then I picture that, that video that he posts of the dog sitting in front of, like, the the Nazi videos just, like, watching them. Yes. And that, to me, that was actually pretty funny. It's like, I, I don't know how, I don't know. It's just, it's dumb. Um, like, it's dumb what, humor. It's something like... that I would see and then I would just go, haha, okay, whatever. Or just, like, if it was, like, something that you're not into, just don't laugh and move on right but but this is this is where we see the reverse of that where it's like okay like it's not strictly illegal to like give people something and not you don't directly say like this sandwich doesn't have cat shit like he's not lying right but like you know this it's like sometimes you would not be able to really punish a person at all maybe even if this doesn't end in a jail sentence and a thirty thousand euro fine which is pretty hefty like it's gonna get the point across it's like okay like you can't like fuck around with people like this like we're gonna go after you if you do yeah which is good i mean even at that like for one why would people be accepting sandwiches from people that he doesn't know or that they don't know it's it's which is weird barcelona just weird shit happens yeah Yeah. like do people like if if somebody just gave me a sandwich i would eat it 
Well, you would. I've seen you do it. I would 100% eat it. I eat shit off the floor. <laughs> he does. But I don't know. I If someone walked up and offered me something, my first thought is, okay, what is your motive? Like, I don't know you. Why are you offering this to me? And I wonder if that's... <clears throat> I don't know. I, I guess they're, like... We do pleasantries in America. We're like, we'll walk by, you know, walk by someone that we don't know and wave to them. Or say uh-huh. hello or whatever. But uh-huh. in other countries, they're like, why the fuck are you waving to me? You know what I mean? Right. They, that's right. just not a thing. So I wonder how it is offering... I don't know. Countries are all different. So Barcelona, well, I mean, I this can imagine. You've got universal health care, so what do you give a shit? Just eat <clears throat> it and you go to the doctor, you know? <laughs> right. That's true. But, uh, yeah, it's very, like, very weird. And, like, it's YouTubers good that they're, have been going, like, way too far lately. It's really good that they're, um, like, making an example out of mm. out of this person specifically. Because he's kind of a garbage human being from everything that mm. I've seen so far. Like, Oh, yeah. Absolute trash. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I would it's like the, to say that he Barcelona's, would learn his, uh, learn his lesson here. He would learn his lesson hope. after, you know, looking at that amount of money that he has to pay and then hmm. possibly facing a two-year prison sentence. But, yeah, I mean, I will never know because this will be the last no. time we ever hear from this person. Guaranteed. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. This could be a Logan Paul situation. Well. Where it's like, oh, fuck up. I can do that. <laughs> well, Logan Paul is much bigger than this person. Yes, that's definitely true. But, like, now that's somebody to emulate. You know what I mean? Where it wasn't really before. Where it's like, oh, like, obviously this person's an idiot. I need to, like, avoid them. But now it's like, oh, it's super popular to just be, like, a total moron. Yeah. And, like, disturb public, like, peace and shit. Yeah, don't be a fucking idiot is kind of the... Or the, try not to be. Try not like, to be a obviously, fucking idiot. And just be a normal, like, good human being. That should be the, can, the, the central thought of when you wake up in yeah. the morning. Try not you to be a You can do... Like, it's important that we let kids do dumb shit it very much because is. you're supposed to yeah. like that's how you learn it's dumb because mm-hmm. like you can take a massive hit as a 16 year old that you aren't and just walk it off like the next day mm-hmm. that you cannot do as an adult yeah like not to mention like if you don't learn what you can get away with and what you can't get away with you're gonna try some shit when you're like 32 and just like ruin your life yeah like for me a lot so, of the big thing like that idea comes a lot from skateboarding because when you're younger you're fucking fearless and you'll bounce back in like a minute but now i'm i look at like i look at a six set of stair now and i'm just like nope (laughs) not today my one it's like once you're over like 18 yeah you fall down once and you're like i'm never gonna learn how to skateboard (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of crazy uh like you see a lot (laughs) of the bigger skateboarders especially just you know because skateboarding is the first thing that comes to my mind, is, mm. like, a lot of the skateboarders that you saw when they were kids, they're now older, and they're, like, the best professionals. You never see, like, oh, this 30-year-old skateboarder just came out of nowhere, and he's really good. That's super rare. Yeah. You hear it's about... because they started like, getting their ass kicked as, like, an 8-year-old. Yeah, I hear about Nigel Houston doing kickflips with dreads that are down to his... Literally dragging the floor. And he'll kickflip mm. like a... 16 set of stare when he was like eight years old and now he's doing just bigger crazy shit all the time you know the Mm -hmm. same with like how Sheckler came up he was a 
kid that was just hanging out with Rodney Mullen and Daewon Song in the Almost videos. And well, now he's fucking monster. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, you do, you do kind of just have to let kids figure shit out for themselves. Right. But in this case, like, this kid should already know better by now. He should know better. He should have definitely have known better. How old was he? 20? Yeah. I mean, the first, like, cat shit sandwich, I feel like you can get away with that once. Yeah. That does so. sound like something really stupid that, you know, you would, like, do, like, someone would do to your friends. Like, I could see someone in my group of friends have done that when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Like, between 15 and, like, 18. Mm-hmm. But... And, and well, not to someone that's else. A big difference. Not not to someone else. Not to some right. random person. They would have done it to the in, the inner circle of friends. Exactly. And it would have been like a dick like joke, like haha, remember that time I, you know. Mm-hmm. But shit sandwiched your ass. Yeah, it's like shit sandwiched your ass. I don't know. <clears throat> it's just yeah. too far. And I guess it's a different time too. Like mm. people are always looking to do stuff and gain notoriety for doing it right so right cool womp womp kids dumb yep tell us how jealous um cool up next uh yeah hearthstone director ben Brode leaves blizzard um kind of unknown where he's going and what he's doing right like it's one of those things where it's like um he has like some cryptic hints or whatever yeah but, like we don't know specifically um, yet. We're probably going to hear in like a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, he kind of just left us with the flavor of I'm looking forward to designing, programming, actually mm. creating things again. Because, you know, he had, when you work at Blizzard, I mean, that's... Oh, actually, awesome. wait a minute. Here we go. Uh, Brody, uh-huh. or Brode, or whatever, is leaving to co-found a new company, but details beyond that are sparse. Oh, okay, okay. So we do actually know what he's doing. It's So that's not in the post, but that's in the Game Informer article here. Oh, it is, yeah. Um, so, um, that's pretty that's, cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, huh. I, I I hope it's something that I can actually get into. Like Hearthstone just isn't for me. Those well, I got into Hearthstone in the beginning. Card games, but uh, it was one of those where like I, I was playing the in the uh, alpha because I've been on the alpha list for Blizzard for a little while. Yeah, I think I think and, that's um, where I played it too. Yeah, that was when it was enjoyable. Like. The first big expansion pack to come out, it's like, okay, like this... Even when the first game originally... When the game first launched, Uh it's like, if you pay money, you win. Or, like, if you happen to get some really lucky card packs, you automatically win. Like, you're almost... You can make decks that are essentially unbeatable. Yeah. And then it's the same kind of thing with, like... The reason I don't do League of Legends competitively is because... In any kind of competitive game, at a certain point, there's a perfect build. And everybody just makes the perfect build, and that's all they do. That's not fun. Yeah. Like, it's not interesting to be like, well, we were both the perfect version of our character, but I had a two-point lead because of how the game is balanced right now, so I was able to win. Yeah, because I like, got to go first or something stupid. That's not interesting. Yeah, like, I agree. Um, And I, like, it's call me crazy, but I play games to have fun. <laughs> yep. Uh, so if it's not fun, I don't do it. So there you go. Yep, um, I agree. But yeah, Hearthstone was definitely cool. Like, I, I appreciate it. Um, it did a lot. Like, it really reinvigorated the, um, like, the trading card genre. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, 
good luck to him. I'm looking forward to what he makes next because I really like what he made before, even though it's not my thing. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Apparently. Yeah. Not, not too much there. I mean, like we said, we just don't know too much. He's just bailing on Blizzard to follow his dreams. And bailing that's on kind Blizzard. Of the, kind of the big thing, yeah. you know? Good luck following yep. your dreams, man. <laughs> and uh, speaking of people following their dreams, uh-huh. our next story is uh, the... The director of Deadpool 2, uh, David Leitch, um, he is going to direct a The Division movie uh, starring Jessica Chastain and Jake Gyllenhaal are attached right now. That could, of course, change in the future. Um, and it's expected to come around in uh, early uh, pre-production is expected to start on The Division movie in 2019. Um, this director has also... Uh, he's also on board to direct the Fast and Furious spinoff, which is going to star Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, I feel like that's a weird collection of movies. You know what I mean? He's going to have a very busy schedule. Yeah, like Deadpool two is awesome, but then it's like, or it looks awesome. Like I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously already invested because it's heavily involved in X Force and X Men and stuff like that. So that's right up my mm-hmm. alley. And seeing Colossus on screen in any form makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the division as a movie is really weird, and then a spinoff of Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. so here we go. Uh, this will make you a little more happy. Um, so uh, David Leitch mm-hmm. started out as a stunt coordinator, and then him and his uh, stunt partner uh, left that to. Uh, create a little movie called John Wick. Mm-hmm. Um, Leitch moved on and made Atomic Blonde, mm-hmm. which that was good enough that it landed him on uh, Deadpool 2. Uh, John Wick 2 was made by his uh, stunt partner. Yeah. So uh, this guy's got a great uh, uh, background. I don't know about the He has a great Fast action background for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about Fast and Furious. I don't. Like, Division's going to have to have some, like, insanely good, like, martial arts-style fighting. But that's not what that's about at all. Like, no. it's all gunplay and yeah. being a dick in the DZ to other people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's well, yeah, it's, the whole thing. We'll have to see how they translate it because, like, that game in particular was, like, light on story. Yeah. So, like, what is there to fuck around with? And we were talking before. Um, it's like, why would you even make a Division movie when you have other like Tom Clancy mm-hmm. properties available. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like you could make a movie off of, you know, one of the other games like Siege or Wildlands or you know, I mean that that are current. The Division mm-hmm. I mean, I do like what is happening with the division. I mean, the little bit of story that we have that you're in a quarantine New York. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't really feel that the like enemies that you're fighting are that they're, they're not that like powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't feel like they're like. I feel like they're easily toppled. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But I mean. Yeah, his his backlog his backlog is very um, you know things he's worked on in the past are very impressive for sure. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So could be good. Could be good. We'll have to wait and see. 
Okay. Um, so this is kind of a, uh, just like an industry, like state of like how work in the industry is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a game coming out called Warhammer 40k Inquisitor or Martyr, uh, which is essentially like Diablo in the Warhammer 40k universe. Right. Um, and basically it, it got delayed three weeks, which is like the shortest delay I've ever heard of. Yeah. That's like um, nothing. Yeah. Uh, so it's coming out now on May 11th, uh, PC, PS4, Xbox One. And um, the uh, the devs, basically in their, in, their, uh, in their announcement of this delay, uh, they came out and said, uh, we promise we'll push this extra three weeks in 90 plus hours per week, so it'll be very, very useful for Martyr. And uh, people are like, the whole industry basically was like, uh, please, like, just cancel the game and give all your employees time off. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, that's insane. Like, you cannot have your employees do 90 hours. That's fucked. And this is coming off of, um, you know, game industry, uh, like, talent, I'll say, which is, like, art, programming, uh, everybody from, like, n- basically non-managers down. Everybody has been talking about, like, we, there's, we really need to do something about, like, fair treatment in the industry is at like an all-time low they're making people work for shit pay shit hours yeah um yeah and like the industry is able to get away with it because it's like oh well you're living the dream you're working on video games like yeah this is what people dream about and it's like but it's that's just not painful really and exhausting you know what i mean yeah you're barely like, making enough to cover your one bedroom apartment that you don't even have time to go to because you're spending most of your right time at the office um, but in fact, you know, at this GDC, people were talking about trying to unionize because they just have so like no bargaining rights at all. Yeah, that would probably and, uh, be good. This, I don't know how it would work. I mean, I was talking about it with people. Um, I'm, I'm part of this like Cleveland area uh, game developer group. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people were talking about it. It's like, you know, it's really like it only really works for large like AAA space, which is like. Uh, you know, it doesn't really do anything for indie, which is certainly true. But it's like, dude, I mean, there's people that, like, spend their whole careers at, let's say, like, Activision in Infinity Ward. Mm-hmm. You know, for the foreseeable future and for their entire past, they've been in this company making the same type of game. They deserve better hours. And, um, right. you know, so the, the company came out. They're Hungarian, so uh, the company came out and you know they had their uh, community manager say okay sorry that was meant to be a joke um you know we removed it the wording is misleading we're treated better than that um and then somebody else uh said uh, so somebody from the company side said um thanks for your concerns but basically we were just trying to say that we're going to do the best we can for these three weeks um we don't force people to work uh 90 hours even the three producers and the owners don't do it, and they have the longest days. It sounded ironic in Hungarian. Sorry, it didn't work in the translation. Um, you know, don't judge our company on that one bad statement. Right. But the problem is, uh, you can look in the past, and there's two other bad statements, which are um, in March. They said, uh, we still have tons of work to do. Many of us are already pulling 80-plus hour weeks, as it usually goes during crunch time. That's particularly bad for Crunch. That's really bad for um, Crunch, yeah. And then uh, in December, um, when they were talking about like their, their beta tests, 
Uh, they said, seriously, we'll release this patch even if the whole company has to spend Christmas and New Year's in the office. That's fucked. I mean, like, I, I, I guess it comes down to, do they really do that, though? Mm. I, I, mean, it's, I, I mean, they've said it enough that it makes me think that they... I, I mean, it's one of those things where, like... It could be just a running you, joke. It, it uh, definitely could be, but... Maybe well, why would not. they have... I mean, the, the, the fact that a company spokesperson said um well this is the only time we said this so don't judge our company on this one statement it's not one statement it's three statements Mm -hmm. so they're lying they're lying about something um and why wouldn't i mean if you're gonna say something like that from a pr point of view like if you're gonna try to cover your ass and say oh we we haven't said this before wouldn't you go in the past and delete when you said it before yeah you You know what i mean like at least try to help yourself out like uh do yourself a favor or something but it's you know it's the type of thing where i think it's been joked about too much and by different people yeah it's not like one person has said like oh you know we do like 100 hours every like when i work i I work 38 you know what i mean like that's a joke it's it's funny like Mm -hmm. obviously it's not possible he's just saying hey i'm really dedicated to this but even part of the company's response was um they're like oh we don't make people work these hours and we don't we don't force our employees to do anything but it's really a labor of love and they would do it if we asked that's incriminating as fuck yeah like i'm not saying that i killed that lady next door but i know how i would have killed her if i did but i have this log on what happened uh, entirely what happens if i did before and after right and it's like and she's dead <laughs> but i did bleach everything in my house last weekend and it's like you know it's it's uh yeah it's a, a routine bleaching. and again like <laughs> And I mean, it's definitely, it, we could be looking at a situation where they can say, like, oh, we don't make our employees do this, but if you don't work an 80-hour week, you're never going to get a promotion. Like, yeah. that's possible. And companies do that kind of shit all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that kind of sucks to hear coming out of Hungary, which is, you know, unless there's been some really upheaval, like, news, um, they're part of the EU, uh, as far as I know. I know that they have some had some anti-EU politicians, but it's like... You would think they'd have some worker protections, because this sounds like some U.S. shit, which, you know, we have some of the worst worker protections in the world. Yeah. Um, the game it's does, like, it's, doesn't look terrible either, though. I mean, overall... Well, it's, it's definitely, like, not something that I'm going to pick up, but it looks pretty cool, and I can definitely, like... I have friends that I know are going to be fans. Yeah. I mean, pulling um, a Diablo-type game into different um, it's genres a good call. is a good call. Yeah. I mean, it pulls in different types of people. It's kind of like, I mean, we were seeing that with, uh, like, the Dark Souls-style game, too. You know, we're getting uh, The Surge and different games like that. And, you know, while they're not doing well, they're finding their audience. And they're getting sequels. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, yeah. But I, I think I think it would be really interesting to see how um, they would go forward with something like unionizing the industry yeah i i mean it's really unusual like probably what's gonna have to happen is um you know like there's an ea union yeah and there's a activision union and they just handle shit internally. because there's no way these companies would you know there is no way that they would all agree on something internally well, they mean, would agree on something things are but... things are very different i mean you could definitely do something along the lines of and this is how it works in like uh the entertainment industry in general like there is a writer's union there's an actor's union there's a voice actor's union 
there's a riggers union there's a lighter like a lighting union there's a camera union there's a director union there's a like there's a different union for each job Mm -hmm. because they know like they can basically set rules like this is how your lighting person is going to do things and this is their hours and that's what you have like you can't fuck around with that right so like we could have something like a, a game art union that says you know artists are going to work they're going to be required to work 20 hours a week you cannot hire somebody for less than 20 a week because it's not fair they can't pay their bills right um so even if they only work five for you you have to pay them for 20 they cannot work more than 60 hours a week um if you're going to make somebody work 60 hours a week you have to pay some you have to do something for overtime or you have to give them vacation days or something and they're allowed to do up to 15 of that from home or you know what i mean like right uh Basically, they'd be able to set ground rules for jobs, whereas the opposite would be, okay, where are unionization, where's unionization really going to matter in the games industry? AAA? Mm -hmm. You could have a EA union. You could have a Ubisoft union. You could have a Activision union. And they know how to handle that company in particular, so then they work for their employees only. Um, So that would make it a lot cleaner. And that's sort of how, like, um, like construct, like OSHA is like a construction union, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't really give a shit what your job is in construction. They're there for everybody in construction. Yeah. So, um, and then there's specific stuff, like there's steel welders. And it's, you know, I think a, a more particular union is more useful. I, I think that each union being of a specific job only is kind of a historical artifact. Um, just because, you know, you couldn't get anybody to give a shit about steel workers except for steel workers and their families. So I think that's why uh, it was originally job based because it was a really competitive time. Uh, you know, like the forties, fifties, sixties. But nowadays I think it'd be more useful to uh, have everybody working together rather than, well, you know, if we just gave the artists a raise and we can't afford the programmers right now, like that's kind of fucked up to pit unions against each other, mm-hmm. which is what businesses have learned how to do with these uh, profession specific unions. And that's why voice actors are really fucked. Um, and, you know, we heard about the uh, voice actors, uh, the, the voice actors guild union, um, their boycott of like, what was it like October to February of this year or something like that? Um, there's like half a year to a year long, uh, voice actors strike where, uh, you know, guild members were not doing any voice acting for video games because they wanted basic shit like, uh, mandatory breaks. Mm-hmm. Like they had to fight for getting a break. You know what I mean? Like that's fucked. Um, you know, they had to, uh, they were trying to get like some form of residuals, which, Actors in every other industry are guaranteed residuals of some type, you know? Yeah. Voice actors didn't get shit. They got paid up front, and that that was it. And they didn't know if they were, okay, am I voice acting for, you know, Halo 5, a massive budget, huge game? Am I voice acting for The Witcher 3, the game of the year for, like, five years? Or am I in... You know, Warhammer 40k, Dawn of the Monkey Balls. Like, something that Where all they most need people is are going to... 
Right. They're going to play what probably people are going to be playing with the volume off and listening to like death metal soundtracks. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, it's like people didn't know what game they were voice acting for until after the game was out in a lot of cases. And sometimes you could guess. I mean, if you were a gamer, you can figure it out. But yeah, um, you know, that's it's totally fucked up uh, that they had to fight for the most basic shit. And that's because the actors union doesn't give a shit about voice actors. And they could have already fought for all these things in the past, but they didn't because they didn't know there's going to be voice actors one day, you know? Right, right. So um, that's why I think it's better to kind of go for like an industry level rather than a, a job specific level. But, you know, whatever works is, is what you got to go with in some cases. Right. Yeah. And in the U.S. in particular, it's hard to, to get that kind of thing in place. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, it's probably way too late. Um. And that's how, like, the whole tech industry is having a lot of problems right now with, uh, like, worker rights and, um, like, how what's fair and, like, how should I treat my workers? Because it's relatively new and the era of, like, well, there's four of us in a garage, so I treat my employees really well because we're all friends. Mm-hmm. That goes away really quick when a hedge fund manager takes over your company. You know what I mean? Right, right. So um, that kind of shit doesn't really fly anymore and it's, like... I mean, we hear shit all the time of like, uh, you know, Uber pays its employees so badly that you're not even allowed to have Uber in this town anymore. Like the entire service just gets shut off because you just treat your employees like garbage, you know, <laughs> um, that kind of thing happens a lot. So, uh, I don't know. We'll have to see how it boils out. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things it's interesting. that we'll it's, see I mean, it's, it's, if it, yeah. you know, like it, it's going to take something a bit more like problematic to make them Mm -hmm. i think come together to make something you know well there's gonna have to be some event it's gonna be like yeah yeah like the straw that breaks the camel's back right event so so and then even then i mean the straw that breaks the camel's back uh depending on what kind of interest you're facing sometimes that is not enough um yeah i feel like i mean just like a lot of times it's just mostly when you hit that point it's people bitching (laughs) Rather than right. making actual right. change, um, yeah, I think uh, I think the the whole like Parkland thing was a good instance of that. Not to, well, I don't consider that political, but not to get political, but like, how many fucking people marched? A lot of people marched, and there has been zero change as expected. Right, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, with the women's march, like, did that did that raise any woman's like salary on earth? Probably not. Probably not. So it's, you know, it's like, what does it really take? Like, um, you know, we have people that are getting motivated again, kind of like the, uh, hippie, like free love protesting, uh, like that's sort of coming back around, but this time nothing's changing. Yeah. And it's like, it's just not getting anything done at all. Like, is it because the wrong people are marching? Is it because right now we're so politically polarized? Like, uh, I don't know. Ah, so yeah. you know, it, it, maybe we are having changes, but they're so small and incremental that we won't know what they are for another twenty yeah. years. You know. Yeah. So it's hard to say. Definitely. All right. So moving on to some incremental shit changes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Call of Duty Black Ops Four, and this—I I don't think any of this is actually like confirmed. Confirmed yet? Oh, this um, one's confirmed. There's a rumor that I didn't add because it's I, I read through the rumor article and it was not very good like there just wasn't enough but um okay so this part this is, is confirmed. confirmed oh wait um, yeah well this says 
according to this article, it's still rumor. Um, Black Ops 4 won't include traditional single-player single player mode, according to source knowledge um, of the project status. The shift mm. in creative direction uh, will make Black Ops 4 the first mainline Call of Duty to shift without a single-player standard campaign. When, a traditional single-player mode. Right. When uh, I, I think what that means is it's going to be sort of like um, the first Titanfall, is what I'm expecting. Yeah. I Yep. I pretty much thinking uh, the exact same thing. When uh, Reach for a Comment, Activision spokesperson says, we don't comment on rumors and speculations. We look forward to releasing Black Ops 4 on May 17th. Um, mm. But that's just kind of stating that we're expecting Black Ops 4 to be all multiplayer and all zombie mode. Zambino. Yep. Zambino mode. Um, so this has me wondering why are, are they going to go like, why call it Call of Duty Black Ops 4? And why well, not? Black Ops was one of the most story-heavy ones of all, wasn't it? I, I I mean, I'm not sure. I played the first Black Ops, and that was, like, really it. I know I know. Modern Warfare was really story-focused. Yeah. Like, but um, why not continue keeping the title, okay, Call of Duty Black Ops number as the hmm. story campaign, and then just make a Call of Duty Black Ops multiplayer game? Just called Call of Duty Black Ops multiplayer that you can keep ushering out. Make that the fucking Grand Theft Auto Online or the Grand Theft yeah, Auto Five of your company. Right. That's something that's like a forever product. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, they're gonna go ahead and just drop the campaign story stuff because we don't want story anymore, according mm-hmm. to a lot of sources. We don't like story games. After this, sits down and plays God of War. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It it just seems super super silly. Um, but to so be we fair, are going to have a, to be fair. We're going to have a those guys. I doubt like the majority of the people even play the story of Call of Duty games anymore. So oh yeah, it's totally pathetic. I mean, um, if you look at um, like so, let alone like there's like completion numbers. Like the majority of people do not beat a game that they play. Right. Like. That's fine. It's you know people chesting it out, and sometimes people like play a game that's good, but it's they don't really super like it, and then they get enough of it, and it's like okay, I played that game, I'm over it. Right, right. Um, so like the number of people that play single player campaigns. I mean, go log into um, you know any Call of Duty game you have and look at your achievements or trophies or whatever, and find the percentage of people that. You know, not platinum it. I mean, that you know, there's people that say that platinuming a game is the only way to truly say you beat it, and that's <laughs> Which, not even you know, true. <laughs> debatable. Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, people that even just beat the story mode. Yeah. It's a lot lower than you would think. Um, so I, you know, maybe they I, they have the data that I don't I, for sure. I mean, they could probably look and say, "Look, dude, twelve percent of people play the single player at all." And then of those people, or maybe beat it, and then of those people that play single player are very likely to play multiplayer. The number of people that play single player only and that's all they do is like 1%. I don't give a fuck. We'll lose those sales. You know what I mean? Right. And um, yeah. and single player is usually the most expensive part of a game to make. Yep. So, I mean, it so, might make sense in that regard, but they're pretty much severing ties with where they came from in general, like in the beginning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, so, originally, I played like some of the earlier Call of Duties, and you know, especially like Big Red One. 
because mm-hmm. of the you know like what was happening with the character and we didn't even have right. the option so i can see the the lure of the multiplayer option to be like kind of tantalizing i guess but mm-hmm. but like like i can see almost like a degrade in quality of people that have played the games yeah. over a period of time Going from, okay, I'm interested in the story. Oh, there's a school multiplayer. Okay, I'm interested in the story, but there's also multiplayer. Okay, I'm interested in the multiplayer, and I'll check out the story, to now, oh, there isn't even a story. Let's just play the multiplayer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, they're probably in the right for doing this, but... That's kind uh, of sucks. It, it's, yeah, yeah, it's sad. It's kind of just a sad moment. It's And it kind of shows what they're dealing with, too. They fully run out of ideas. Mm-hmm. At this point, I think <laughs> they have yeah. they have nothing left. <laughs> so I I don't know. I, I I might be off base with that one, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just the way it seems from the outside. Yeah. Right. So we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, they're going to show it off, and uh, on May seventeenth, they're going to have a, a big reveal, and then of course at E three, we're going to see probably like. 20% of the show dedicated to Call of Duty like they usually do. Yeah, it'll be like full gameplay ready to go and this is what yeah. the final product looks yeah. like. Oh, by the way, the the public beta starts tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're always doing some shit like that. Flopping so. their dick out there for everyone to see, yep. for the world to see. Needle, 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 mm-hmm. needle, needle. Cool. Got him. Um, and then, yeah, I'll let you go ahead and take this one. Um, so yeah, this is one we were kind of hinting at before with... Uh, you know, why would somebody go to, like, Microsoft, for example, when they can work at a company that's actually doing things? Right. Um, so, Daryl Gallagher, uh, he spent uh, 10 years at Crystal Dynamics, which is probably one of his bigger... Um, it's kind of weird that they say ex-Crystal Dynamics guy, because he hasn't been there for a little while. Um, yeah. So, he he would go on to become the head of Western game development at Square Enix. Um so after that, he uh, left the company in 2015. Um, he joined Activision as part of their executive team for a couple of years. And then now he's arriving at Microsoft Studios, um, you know, specifically as uh, a uh, executive part of the executive leadership team. So making like high level brand moves. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said he probably, uh, you know, worked. He's, he's probably had experience dealing with Microsoft uh, you know, in the past, working with exclusivity with, uh, you know, some of the Tomb Raider products and other stuff on, you know, kind of connecting Square Enix to Microsoft where it hadn't been in the past, which is really interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a weird move. And it's like, okay, Microsoft must be kind of like building something up. Yeah. Because we've, we've seen a lot of movement from them, like a lot of people going to Microsoft and then not really hearing anything about it, which is really weird. Yeah. So and um, it, I think they're they're cooking up some hot something. Yeah, like especially with, um, what was that? It was like an article I think that we ran and talked about a while back. Um, mm. You know, talking about the, what were they talking? They were talking about like the culture at Microsoft. Yeah. And we were just like, this doesn't really mean anything though. Them talking mm. about like their culture, it's like okay, um, yeah, like why? But and it's like ma- now we see that that was sort of like a recruitment video. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, 
a little more now, now that we're, we're, we're like our eyes are a little wide a little more wide open um mm. it, it's it's interesting and i think these guys are gearing up for for something big and i don't think it'll be this year it probably won't be next mm. year um but they're gearing up for something different and i, I think i think it's going to be cool and i think i think xbox is going to microsoft's going to make a big comeback and i think a lot of it is to make a big comeback in the console mm-hmm. uh, portion of whatever they're working on or pushing their way out of the console market and into a new market entirely mm-hmm. so I, I don't know we'll, we'll see um but you know grabbing up people that have the kind of experience that um you know like this guy from crystal dynamics has it's crazy um yeah. Yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be cool to see what they come up with. Um, but until then, I, you know, I, I just, I, I kind of expect to see more people just kind of picked off. Like, yep. just grabbing them. Maybe, that, maybe they'll be uh, taken from Boss Key. Yeah, maybe. And then Cliff will be like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. Ugh, come on, Microsoft. Man, I know you guys are friends with Epic, but come on. I really wish he'd go back to his, like, late 90s, early 2000s look. Jazz Jackrabbit. That'd be awesome. 2.0. Like, what is that, a puka shell necklace? Mm, well, he's got one. He's got a couple. He's, got, he's probably got a drawer. He probably opens up his closet and, like, it's a big it's walk-in all closet. all puka shell necklaces. And he has, like, a little, like, he has, like, a little mini closet that's, like, a jewelry uh-huh. thing. And yep. it just has, yep. like, five of them in there. He's like, oh. Not, I'm going to go with Not the... today. Not today. <laughs> Almost got me, rat bastards. Each one's like they have like uh, basically like the names of Mountain Dew. Like I'm gonna go with uh, uh, chocolate explosion this week. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with voltage. <laughs> <laughs> yep, voltage. I'm gonna go with live wire. <laughs> <laughs> I call this look the live wire. Uh, so speaking of um, some uh, like kind of looking forward to what some of these big companies are doing after some kind of weird mistakes. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, Patrick Soderlund uh, and EA has basically said, hey, we learned from the Star Wars Battlefront 2 controversy and we're, we're going to be better. Uh, so, you know, go ahead and hold your breath for that. See what happens. Yep. Um, but uh, basically... Um, you know, they, they learned a little bit from the first game. They were like, oh, we need to make, like, a story campaign. We need to make more co-op stuff. Um, and instead, there was all kinds of controversy. Uh, they had to pull the loot boxes. They had to completely change how progression worked. Um, you know, they're, they're having to pretty much add everything for free. Um, yep. Just because they, they lost all goodwill. Um, so they said, you know, uh, basically they said... Um, the last six months has been a really important learning experience for the company. It's been an experience that will shape how EA operates moving forward. I'd be lying to you if I said that what happened with Battlefront and what happened with everything surrounding loot boxes hasn't had an effect on EA as a company and an effect on us as management. We can shy away from it and pretend like it didn't happen, or we can act responsibly and realize that we made some mistakes and try to rectify those mistakes and learn from them. And I think part of the issue is that... um, like EA has said some shit like this before in the past, where it's like, "Oh, we like we hear what you're saying," and then they'd like turn around and just close people's like favorite studio. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, 
what it really comes down to is they lost money. And it's, uh-huh. the, it's one of the first times that they actually felt it in their wallet. Where usually they're like, oh, wow, yeah, we noticed that fans really didn't like this. Um, we'll, thanks. We'll do it again next year. We'll do it again next year. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, this time they actually felt it. So, um, you know. Yeah. Maybe that is, maybe that will be enough. Like, maybe voting with your dollars worked in this uh, In this. In this case, instance, yeah. I mean? And um, I, it's it's one of those things. It's it's important that they've said that usually. I mean, usually they say nothing like this. They never mm-hmm. like. I don't remember really ever hearing them say anything about something literally having an effect on the company. Mm-hmm. If they say something that has like like has affected their office, they don't quite say it like that. Where it literally, where they literally spell it out, they usually mm-hmm. kind of like, kind of hint at it, and you kind of make that like deduction for yourself or whatever. Um, right. But he literally went on to say, you know, we can't shy away and pretend that it didn't, ha- or we can shy away and pretend like it didn't happen, which is what they usually do. They usually mm-hmm. just shy away and like, oh well, you know, no, you know that sucks, I guess, but moving on, or they can right. act responsibly. And realize that they made the mistakes, and I think that is going to be because it's a, it, it like, failure is growth. You know, you yeah. grow from failure, and if you learn from if it, if you learn from it, and right, I feel like especially regarding Star Wars, at least Star Wars Battlefront titles, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. that it's regarding all Star Wars titles that they don't, you know bring in that like swagger that EA usually has, you know, thinking yeah. that they're the, you know, the Oh, we'll just continue on campus. because we know we're right. Yeah, yeah, we're, you know, we're the we're the biggest dog in the yard, so you know what what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the, you know, not only the vote with the wallet, but um, you know, all the all the like press that it got, even though it was yeah. negative press, like Yeah. Star Wars is owned by a company that does not allow negative press. Yes, and in fact, Disney, we, we were able to confirm eventually that Disney is the one that said, turn the fucking loot boxes off. Oh, really? I, you know I did I mean? not hear that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, um, um, it was kind of, it was mentioned at a, uh, you know how we heard that EA really missed its sale numbers on Battlefront 2 at an earnings call? Yeah. Disney at an earnings call said, we handled the Battlefront 2 problem. Okay, well, so um, I mean that, they're on they're on thin ice as far as we can see. So I think going forward, I mean, for EA, that has to be a humbling experience to realize that you're the big dog, but you're in a really small pond. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Man, dude. Disney Disney could like buy Earth, yeah, and be like, everybody get the fuck off. <laughs> like <laughs> they're massive. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone be out there trying to suck Disney's dick. Oh man. We're we're ending this global warming bullshit in one day. All humans, all off. humans, off this motherfucker. Even people who work here. Now you work remote. You work remote, bitch. <laughs> Bye. We've installed. We worked with Tesla to put in some really good fucking internet satellites, but you're not gonna be able to breathe up there because we didn't figure that out. You're, Bye. You'll be paid in oxygen tanks. Damn, I'm almost running out already. Uh huh. Crazy. Very good. Yeah, it's. 
I, I don't know. I, I think this is a good turning point, and I think the biggest thing, you know, the whatever comes out next from EA mm-hmm. as a Star Wars title, they better fucking nail it. it. I think it will nail exactly what it's going for because of yeah. how and humble the one they after are. That is going to be and kind of fucked up again. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be kind of fucked up again. It'd be like them trying to like rebel from, you know, like, God, yeah. Mom, stop hovering. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. But I think that they'll, I think I think that they've definitely taken notes on this round. And that's mm-hmm. that's probably, that's probably good. It'll be cool to see what happens. And I'm really hoping that the next game is um, not a Battlefront title. I doubt mm-hmm. the next game will be a Battlefront title. I'm assuming that the next game will be something story-based. And I'm hoping it's not something VR either. Like, maybe VR as an extra, but not like, uh, not kind of like that. Um, not like one of those, like, flying the Millennium Falcon or whatever VR experiences. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. We'll see what... We'll see what happens. My favorite part of this whole article, though, is it, you know saying that Battlefront 2 isn't the only high-profile game to experience this kind of backlash. <clears throat> Destiny 2 and Middle-Earth Shadows of War were subject to similar um, backlash and controversies. And then it says, last month, Shadow of War removed its microtransaction, while Destiny 2 continues to deal with the disgruntled community six months after launch. <laughs> That's really. It's good. like the person. I love how they phrase the that. Person who, it's rude as shit. The person who wrote this has been hurt by Destiny. Yeah. They sure. didn't listen to any of our stuff leading up to uh, Destiny, saying, "Yeah, you might not want to buy this one. You just yeah. might want to hold your breath and skip out on it, just because if you were disappointed with how the DLC turned out in the end of Destiny One, you're going to be pretty pissed about Destiny Two. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I don't know. So I feel like this episode was a lot of um, uh, we'll see, hey, see where things go. Peppered in with For sure. kind of like thoughts on Radical Heights and God of War. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode of the Mammoth Games cast. As always, guys, if you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check all the top news and video game stuff. As well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live and do stuff just like this. All likes, comments, shares, follows, subs, and all that stuff is greatly appreciated. Thank you guys in the comments for hanging in there with us and uh, letting us know of technical difficulties we were having. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, for sure. Kind of just rolled right through it. Um, it won't affect any of the people that are listening to it on the podcast, though, so that's nice. Um, but yeah, guys, until next week. I'm Night Swarms. And I'm Filter Cord. Thanks for hanging out.